I got it! When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze... One, two, three, four! I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 4, Annie, who just might be a little too accustomed to Dave's flights of fancy, though he's never had one this elaborate, goes to take a shower and returns to find Dave still in his cardboard fort. Production note, the scene here with Annie doing yoga was the first day of shooting. To tackle Minute 4, we have Alan Sanders and Walt Murray of The Wilder Ride. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room, you're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. You give me a sense of that. This doesn't make any sense. It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. Can I get a few words from you before you go? Well, welcome everyone to, I guess, the Minute Or podcast. I'm Alan Sanders. And I'm Walt Murray. And this... And we are off to the perfect start for this film. At least we're consistent. At least I'm consistent. <laughs> and a big shout out to Robert E.G. Black for having us do this or uh, bring it up. We decided to sign up for this and he gave us five distinct, unique, and except for two of them, unconnected minutes of this movie that I have no idea what this movie even is. Yeah, we had to do a little detective work to even figure out what the name was, and I think we found it by accident. Yeah, well, you did, and you said, I think I stumbled across it. I'm like, I don't know if we're supposed to know that, so I'm going to I'm gonna back off for just a sec, because I don't want to know that, but I, I had a little sense about what I thought was going on, sort of in a fantastic way. This is obviously one of those movies that has a sense of comedy, but also fantasy, and maybe Maybe horror, thanks to the, one of the minutes we got. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think this is uh, one of those movies. In in breaking out five minutes of whatever this is, um, it, it's confusing. So here's the thing: I know we're giving sort of an intro, and I guess we'll only do the intro here since this is the first minute we got, and then right. from now on we can just kind of go diving into the minute. But I have no way of referencing what came in minute three, and I have no way at the end of this saying what's going to come up in minute five because we have minutes 4, 18, then 42 and 43, the only time I can actually tell one of them what leads to the next, and then minute 70. Yeah, and I kind of feel like I'm um, dropping in and out of a of a TV show or a movie, like I'm kind of walking in the room for a minute, watching it, walking out to go get a beer, coming back, and not pausing it as I go. Right, or... I, I'm wanting to say if there was somebody else in the room saying, okay, so what did I miss? Because I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Yeah, it, it seems to be one of those movies that you may not w- know what's going on end-to-end anyway. Yeah, so. I think a movie like this, I sense with the minutes we have, it's one of those movies where you won't really be able to figure it all out until the end anyway on your first viewing. So maybe this is going to be okay. Yeah, I guess so. And um, We just don't have those normal signposts of saying, okay, I just watched the last minute, so now it's carrying me into this minute. We're just, go on 
on in, boys. Yeah, he just Water's got parachuted warm. into the middle, and, <laughs> and here we are. So let's just very quickly introduce ourselves. We have a Movies by Minutes podcast. We just wrapped up season one at the time of this recording, The Wilder Ride. We're looking at the films of Gene Wilder one minute at a time, and we did Young Frankenstein. Yeah, and we literally wrapped that up this week. Our uh, On the date we're recording this, our final episode will uh, come out on Monday. So we are uh, in our hiatus, if you will, and uh, this is what we do in our hiatus. Saturday night, I'm <laughs> sitting in a studio with you. <laughs> I don't know what you did in a past life, dude, but... Uh, and I even enticed you here by saying I was going to take you out for like... For like <laughs> A dinner, and then you turned around and said, well, I can't have any alcohol. I just had eye surgery. I'm like, you can be a cheap date. Yeah, well, you don't know how much I can eat. Well, hey, I just thought about it. Hey, Siri, all-you-can-eat buffets in Cartersville. One option I found is speaking restaurant on Willow Road in Williamsburg. We're not going to drive to Williamsburg. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It does have three stars. <laughs> All right. So let's dive into this. Minute number four of a movie that has been redacted. Do you want to say, because you did stumble across the name. I don't mind if you want to say it, but I didn't look it up. I don't know anything about it. I recognize the actress in this scene from something I saw, I think College Humor, and I think she was cast as a pilot on a Fox comedy that I just remember seeing an advertisement, but I don't watch a whole lot of TV, so I have no idea anything about it. Yeah. And a lot of the actors in this that we've done just some quick research on, all all of them are working actors. All of them have an extensive IMDb background. And uh, actually, one of the actors that we're going to come across in one of our minutes here is a guy that I know from one of my favorite podcasts, Super Ego. And if you've never listened to Super Ego, it's a lot of good improv comedy and uh, James Ubaniak is uh, one of the, the folks there. But... Well, this, then you know something I don't know. Yeah, so, and I actually stumbled across that by accident, too. And so, this movie apparently is called Dave Built a Maze. And, um, Dave Built a Maze? Or you told me Dave Made a Maze. Dave Made a Maze. Dave something. Dave did something to a maze. <laughs> and it amazed us. Dave Dave did something to a maze. Hey, like I did said. Did he do something to amaze us? Surgery. Wait a minute. Maybe that's the pun. It's amazing. Dave it's astounding, Dave. but it's no bullshit. <laughs> and it is weird. Okay, well, let's open up with the one person I did recognize, Mira Kubani, I think is how you say her last name. She's uh, an, an Indian, I think half Indian, half American, but she's definitely an Indian-American actress. She she has no accent in this whatsoever when she comes in. But she opens, obviously, having returned from somewhere, mm -hmm. and she's got a bag over her shoulder. She walks in and gets ready to close the door, but she walks into what looks like a cardboard sort of castle or fort, fort like you would make mm -hmm. for you know when you have little kids so i automatically am assuming they must have a kid or something like that uh, just based on this opening shot well yeah you would think so but you know with some of our friends i could see something like this happening and there are significant the, other you know you're right after a weekend i forgot about our mutual friend who owns a toy store in a room for his collectibles yes Yes, he literally bought kind of slats from an outgoing toy store and has pegs and keeps <laughs> all of his in the bubble, in yes. the bubble wrap or whatever. Because toys are not meant to be played with. They're meant That's to be right. collected and looked at from afar. That's right. That's a fun dad. Absolutely. What are you doing in my toy room? <laughs> I want to play with the toys. You don't play with toys. Here's a stick and rock. Go outside. What are you? Go play on your iPad. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Right. 
wait a minute, we want our kids to have all these adventures and go and do things. And like, well, anyways, we're, we digress. Obviously, she realizes he's been working on this for a little bit. I do want to point out a couple of things because we don't know what's going on. I want to try to be as observant as I can. And right behind the door are two musical instruments. It looks like what's a keyboard, like a synthesizer-style keyboard, right. and a trombone just propped up behind the door. So I'm guessing they don't get a whole lot of use. Uh, no, I'm kind of guessing that Dave's a little bit of a slacker. And I, I love her expression when she first walks in, because it isn't even really surprise. It's more like, yeah, this is about right. This is this is about right. And, you know, she doesn't say, hey, come out and start taking it down. You know, there's none of that. She just kind of accepts the fact that this gigantic fort has been built in the middle of her apartment. Now, again, we don't know any of the context clues or anything, so we can only point things out. She's co- making her way around the side of the fort. And stops, and you hear him, and he sounds like he's far away. Yeah, in a tunnel or something. Right. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's just, I mean, I get it's muffled, but it's more muffled than what I would think is normal. Yeah, it, it is. And it definitely has, there's a little bit of an echo to it. Mm-hmm. And so... And he's got a factory or something going on in there, because you see the smoke coming out of the side? Yeah, and she definitely has the look like, great, he's getting high in there. Oh, you thought he was smoking something? Yeah, well, I I knew that there was something going on, but she definitely has a look like, oh, I mean, maybe that's what she thinks, but yeah. when you're listening with headphones, it almost sounds like 19th century smokestack, oh, yeah. you know, like there's... There's some kind of a steampunk theme I going on I thought it was like here. a train or something like that until they pulled back a little bit and I could see what it was. Oh. So. Oh, I didn't think about a train. I was, like I said, I just had this idea of like steampunk, like steam yeah. escaping, like this idea that something is being driven inside. Yeah, some kind of machinery. Yeah, some kind of machinery. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea if the stag sitting down on their, what do you call that, a sideboard in the family oh, yeah. room there. Right. Uh-huh. You've got a frame, looks like a picture. It looks like a typical, it looks like he's built this in the apartment, or it looks like an apartment since the way she comes sure. in the door. Mm-hmm. You see the kitchen sort of in the background with some kind of new age, almost Ikea-like stools. And the next shot we get as she leaves this room is you see an entrance for the this cardboard fort. And it says enter, like obviously that's the entrance. Yeah. But you look all around on the ground, on the floor. It looks like just hundreds of origami birds. Yeah. It's really odd. I mean, he's definitely trashed the apartment. But it doesn't look like it's all that big. It looks like maybe, uh, I don't even know if it's as big as a refrigerator box. I mean, it looks like he's got actually a couple of those like moving boxes sort of like propped open and taped together. There's a lot of masking tape and looks like duct tape. And doesn't it look like the enter sign is backlit? It does. It looks like it (laughs) like the exit sign you would normally see. uh Yeah, it says enter. Well, I guess maybe that's why the steam engine's powering, you know, the electricity for the enter sign. Yeah, and <laughs> well, that's a lot of power going to that enter sign. And then he's got that sheet hanging in front of the door. Right. So instead of a door, it looks like just a blue yeah, towel. Just a blue towel or something. And it looks like a bath towel because it's got that sort of ridge at the bottom oh, there. Yeah, right. So and the camera, which by the way, this is the first time it sort of just does like that cut and comes around because it has it did a nice sweeping move when she walks in, when it Annie did. walks in. And and the reason we know the actors or the character names is thanks to Robert Gay. Gave us those all ahead of time, so we were able to put two and two together. Here's Annie. So she leaves the room, has that sense of, I leave you, I guess, for the weekend, she does say eventually here. You know, is this what you've been doing all weekend? But she comes out after saying, I'm going to go change, and she comes out with a yoga mat. And I guess it's time to do a little yoga. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Your your boyfriend's in his, or husband or whoever is in his uh, castle getting high, so <laughs> you're going to do yoga. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't leave you alone for a weekend. At least the apartment's clean. That's that says something yeah. about it. Oh, There's yeah. no recite well, I t- except for all the origami birds all over and the cardboard yeah. fort in the middle of the room. Yeah, but there are no pizza boxes stacked right. all over the place. No or, food, no beer like cans anywhere. Yeah. But it, it is funny because this is a um you know, any any guy who's married or has a girlfriend, you you kind of know her expression and her temperature at this point. Uh, I know not long after my wife and I got married, she had some meeting at school and she was like, yeah, I'm not going to be home till 10, so you're on your own for dinner. So she walks in at like <laughs> 8 o'clock and I'm sitting sitting in the recliner with a pizza box in my lap and a beer sitting on the table next to me with my feet propped up watching a baseball game. And mm-hmm. she's like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm just eating out of the pizza box. And it said kind of same look of oh, I really did marry a Neanderthal. <laughs> and, and it's that same look that she has, you know, she's kind of dealing with this of just... Yeah, it, it doesn't look like she's angry per se. No. But it almost looks like she's like, oh my God, again? Again, or, yeah, exactly. Like, like, this is Dave. We know it's Dave. This is Dave. I, I think that's exactly but what But we get that is. sense like, oh, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is. It's it's not, you know, oh, I'm so happy to be home. You know, she just kind of walks in and it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and just more of the same. On the reverse of the room where we kind of see, obviously, she's coming out of her bedroom. She's changed into something more loungy, I guess. We see sort of a bookshelf outside of what I'm guessing is the bedroom door. There's a turquoise owl on there. There's other things that, as a video guy, somebody that does corporate videos and training videos as well as creative shoots, anytime I see a space like this, I'm like, okay, let's get a couple of neatly colored items and books to just make it interesting. So I don't know if that's anything significant. What I do think is interesting is on the other wall, a couple of old like movie reels, like we, like you and I, when we were in right. elementary school, the old fashioned kind of film projector reels. And then there's a, a three fixture, I guess, like sort of a wall outlet. But as you can see, it's got one of the curly Q yeah, bulbs modern in there. Bulbs. And so they're energy conscious. Yeah. And then kind of one of those anti, I don't know if it's antique or not, but one of those radios, it's probably from the sixties or seventies. It looks like it's an old radio. Kind of we don't know if it's like one of those retro, but it certainly be. looks like an old Could white be. retro radio. Yeah. And then probably a fake plant. So kind of, uh, you know, and we do set get a sense, decoration kind of stuff. We do get a sense at the very bottom of the frame, what looks like maybe two kind of older looking, or again, maybe retro cameras, because one looks like it's got a flash bulb attached yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. Not like the, D, they don't look like SLRs. They look like those Instamatic kind of, yeah. or like the old Kodak, just point and click kind of cameras. Right. And so you do get kind of a sense that somebody here is kind of artistic. Somebody here is kind of, you know, into music and movies and, and things like that. And um, I'm kind of getting the sense it's probably not Annie, but it's probably starting to wear on her. Oh, could be. Two things I want to point out, and I'm going to pause it right here first at f- second 48, since this is where we are chatting in, in studio. You get the corner shot of the what looks like the master bed, or the, the bed in the, in the master mm-hmm. bedroom. like the I don't know if it's a full-size king, queen, whatever. It doesn't look like it's got a comforter or sheets. It looks like it might have a dust ruffle, but yeah. it doesn't look like it's, a, <laughs> it like like it's, it's just an unmade down. bed. Yeah. So did she come home, realize, I don't know what this guy's been doing. I'm going to strip the bed and, and wash it later? Or? Well, and he may have had some chores to do while she was gone that didn't maybe, quite get maybe taken he left care it in of. The, maybe left it in the dryer. Yeah. Didn't make the bed. Right. Yep. Maybe if there was a shot in there, because my wife gets mad when I do this. Hey, honey, can you go get the sheets from the dryer? Okay. Yeah. I go downstairs, bundle them all up, bring them upstairs, and I leave them in the middle of the bed, and I walk out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why don't you make the bed? Yeah. I never was specifically told to go That's make the right. bed. You told me to just go get the sheets from the dryer. I put them on the bed. I thought you were going to do that. That's right. I, I thought you were looking forward. I to was the helping you to make the bed. So apparently, you've you've let me down when we really look at it. Well, there's. So- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly right. That works. Guys, try that. She let you down. Women like that. Women like to be told when you, when she's let you down. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Especially when it's you who let her down. And Annie might give you the same look. (laughs) Yes, exactly right. Your personal Annie will uh, appreciate it as much as she does. So this is where she comes out and she's, you know, still talking to him through the cardboard, but he says something interesting. He says something like he's lost. Yeah. And, and then you want to wonder, is he lost in thought? Is he lost in their relationship? Is he lost in, you know, his own musings? And I can only assume with what the little we know about Dave from this one minute and Annie from this one minute that she's probably not real amused <laughs> by it. No. And, um, I mean, he, but he, not real surprised by it either. You know, he's glad she's home. I mean, she, he says that when she first gets there. And, you know, he whistles. Yeah. I forgot to mention that when we see the shot of him, or not of him, but of the entrance, yeah. it sounds like the Star Spangled Banner. And he's kind of, it's almost like a killing time kind of thing because he whistles and then he kind of makes some mouth sounds yeah, like, and like, where am I? Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll find my way out of here, I guess. So it's when she comes back, we find out he's been working on it all weekend because she makes that comment. She comes out, she sees he hasn't come out of this cardboard fort yet. And she says, so you've been working on this all weekend? Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, you know, yeah, I have. Um, and he, so he's kind of noncommittal. Right. But he does answer her question. He said, I started this Friday night. Yep. And now I'm lost. And now I'm, and I'm lost. So Dave, Dave's a mess. <laughs> and we, and, you know, as she's setting up her yoga mat and they're having this conversation, more steam's coming out. And just as he says, I'm lost, she goes into a yoga pose and starts to say, it's cart. And I'm assuming it's going to be cardboard. Board. Like, how can you be lost? It's cardboard. You can just stand up and the whole thing will fall apart. An interesting premise. He's in there, can't come out. You don't know if he's getting baked in there. She has the impression of, well, maybe he's getting baked in there. Mm-hmm. The steam in our earphones doesn't sound like somebody who's smoking a bowl or smoking a no. bong or any kind of drug use. And, the, and it dissipates so quickly. There's no haze hanging. Right. That's what makes me think it's like steam. Right. And it sounds like steam. One thing I want to I want to mention as we start to wrap up, I think this minute, at least from my perspective, two more things I noticed when you first walk in the in the camera sort of set along the, the fort from the very back, looking straight through the door, almost like it's a, a literary device. You've got a doorway opening and we're watching through the door and someone's entering the door. And yet we know the reverse shot. She's looking at yet another entrance. It's almost like a doorway into a doorway. Mm-hmm. So we've set up a premise of like some kind of double entrance. Right. The door to the the apartment and then the door to the the fort. But also, I, I mentioned the trombone, trombone and, the, and, the, and the keyboard. On the other side, it looks like two samurai swords in a rack. Yeah, it does. It does. So I wonder if either any of those will uh, come into play here in the future. I, it's just odd. I mean, out of all the things in the apartment, there's nothing that looks oriental, and yet yeah. you've got two samurai swords. I want to call a note out because i didn't know if this was the number 50 on one of these look like a smokestack or is it 5d oh good question i assumed it was 50 but but it looks like it, a d it when does you pay look like when a you, d when you, yeah. when you pause just really focus on the the number on like a little mini smokestack on the back of his fort right behind the entrance right behind the entrance box that we'll see yeah. when we get to the reverse it looks like it says 5d so 
I mean, I know 3D. Yeah. So there's some explaining to we do We know here. 2D is flat. 3D yeah. is three-dimensional. 4D is time, right? So what's right. 5D? Do you know what 5D? What's the fifth dimension? Whatever Dave's doing. <laughs> Uh, I know Dave's in there smoking some 5D. I know double D (laughs) and triple D. No, I actually have no knowledge of triple D. (laughs) I am aware of the term. Yes, right. The (laughs) theoretical. I used to play D and D. Oh, there you go. But five D, you have not experienced the four (laughs) D. So, all right. Anything you've got left for this? I got nothing. I got shit on this one. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> I've got nothing more on this minute. I'll, I want to see one more thing. Okay, that, I don't know what that picture is. There's a picture hanging on the wall as it's doing yeah, the pan. I, kept, I and, kept trying to freeze on it, and I couldn't figure out what that is either. There's a there's a portrait hanging on the wall, and it looks like but it's half so- red, half white. It looks like one of those nouveau art deco kind of pieces where they like go woman where you see kind of like her hair and then just yeah. like a, almost an outline. And I think there's glare from the window. Definitely, you yeah. You can see the lines from the um. And again, we're pointing out stuff that we have absolutely no idea if it's got any relevance whatsoever. None. None. (laughs) So, yeah, so this is the kind of insight that you can expect from us over the course of our four minutes here. All right. I know Robert's going to put a tail on each of these. So I guess to save him some time, I I have no idea where you're going to go to find his stuff. But if somebody ever wanted to stumble across our podcast, where can they go? Yeah, the best place to go to find us is going to be at, uh, <laughs> gosh, I'm sorry, I'm, my brain is so already I messed up for the this. Open, you you did, we killed it. This is, this is exactly what you can expect from our podcast. <laughs> Nailed it. Go to thewilderride.com and you'll find everything you need to know about us, including where to find us uh, and, and find our podcast around the web. And I do know that the closed group that eventually you might be able to get into is called Minute Or with an ellipses, minute, dot, 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 minute, or dit, dot, dot, dot. So if you're part of the Movies by Minutes group, find Robert Black in there, and maybe you can join this. At some point, he may invite a whole lot of people to come be part of his closed group. I have a feeling this is going to be an interesting group. All right, so you won't hear us again until minute number 18. And I guess we can set the table for that way back here in minute number four. (laughs) But we will, I think, be inside said fort when we get to minute number 18. I think so. And for some reason, the King and Queen of Hearts are going to play a factor in the minute we have to do when minute 18 comes up. So keep that in the back of your heads, folks. Minute 18. Well, I'm playing with the Queen of Hearts. Knowing that it really smarts. That's what you have to do. <gasps> the Joker is the only fool. Oh, and Dave sure still doesn't fall into place. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> we have no clue. And then I could probably disarm all the traps. And then we could, we could finish this maze. Who is with me? That was Alan Sanders and Walt Murray from The Wilder Ride taking on Minute 4 of Dave Made a Maze. They will be back in Minute 18. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Chris Frayne and Rudy Thornburg from Open the Podcast Doors How taking on Minute 5. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. 
Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working today, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what?